Yo, what's good? What's good? What's going on out there, people? You know what time it is. You know what I'm saying? We're not playing no games with y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> I know it's been a minute. Yeah, it has, Fuck man. the Kings. We it back. has. Season two premiere is right now. Yeah, right in this instant, motherfuckers. <laughs> Welcome back to Cool Kids Dreaming Color. I'm Stormy. It's your boy, Lord, a.k.a. Kenobi in this bitch. What's up? What's up? So what's up? What's going on with you, man? Man, living life, living lovely, man. You know, it's that time of year, man. October is spooky season. <laughs> Y'all know. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, spooky season, man, I got my spooky tattoos uh, oh, with me. Yeah, shout out yeah, to yeah. y'all, man. The yeah, gang, yeah. Gang. The gang, man. Me and my homegirls, uh, we went and got some tatties. Uh, then we uh, started us a nice little coven. Um, and, you know, uh, it, it, October's a, a really, really big deal for us. It's like Christmas for many other people. And this is my first year getting to really enjoy it in this capacity. And uh, I'm, I'm excited, man. So let's uh, let's hop right into it. Yeah, let's get into this. Okay, so today we will be covering uh, social media outage. Oh, yeah. Uh, the cow- scenario. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the new Cowboy Bebop uh, live action coming out. Oh, yeah. Uh, R. Kelly being found guilty. And then there is uh, the topic of Dave Chappelle. Oh, that's the plan. Also, uh, this weekend, a lot of good sports stuff happens. Georgia oh, becoming number man. one. Alabama losing. Uh, Wilder versus Fury oh, 3 uh, was out. on there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. lost my boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then there is uh, the Super Bowl halftime show that'll be this year. So appreciate y'all all for joining us. Let's get right into it. All right. First up. The social media outage. Oh God! How did first of all, how did that affect you? Oh. Well, well, how did you figure it out that it's <laughs> something's funny, fucking it's, up? That's funny because I figured it out when I was trying to get in contact with you, right? <laughs> and I sent my messages and it wasn't going through. And you know, I was having phone complications. You know what I'm saying? So I was using other outlets to get in contact with people that typically work. And Facebook and WhatsApp are part of the things that I typically use. And since neither one of those were working, I was like, I'm screwed. I can't get <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't realize until later. I was like, wait a second. Facebook and WhatsApp is out. So I was able to get to a computer at my warehouse and try to log into Facebook on there. And the shit just it went to a blank page, yo. That's wild. Went to a blank page. I was yeah. like, oh, this whole site is fucking dead. I was, yeah. I was trying to get in contact with you. And basically... I, I I kind of figured it out quick. I don't know why, but I was just like, <laughs> that's just like everything's going wrong. <laughs> that that really shouldn't like at all. Like even if it was my phone, even if it was my internet, something should have been happening by now. And uh, that one, I was just like, it's got to be an outage. And so you know, good old faithful Google, <laughs> Google was an outage, right? So you know, you go straight to Google. That's the same thing I do when like PlayStation Network just seems like it's not working. Like, okay, what is the outage? You can either Google it or you can go on a PlayStation Network app. But uh, went on there and I was, and it was just like, oh yeah, all these shits are down. And the first, the second thing they mentioned, because the first thing they mentioned was this Instagram, Facebook, and WhatsApp. The second yep. thing they mentioned is how Zuckerberg lost seven billion in work. Oh. And, and worth God, in six Jesus. in six hours. Jesus Christ! Uh, I'm sorry. It was uh, did I say six or seven billion? I think you said seven. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a. Uh, I mean, it was a. It was a sell off uh, once that happened. And the first thing that actually popped up on the um, on the images was this big ass downward bar of you know the stock market graph. <laughs> it was just like straight red. red. That, that shit said negative three dollar eighteen cents. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so uh it, it was a hundred and sixty million dollars in losses Jesus. uh for each hour. Oh uh fuck. that all three were down. Um so that is a thing where you paying these tech guys a lot of money for that not to ever happen. You understand? Like they they hold the power of a lot of shit in their hand after that point. Yeah, absolutely. You talking about 160 million hour? That's an NBA contract. That's, that's a like, contract. That's like what Tyler Hero got. You basically <laughs> losing a Tyler Hero hour. Tyler Hero. Hey. Um, but I mean, guys, leave comments, leave uh leave something in our uh little discussion area, especially just about how did it affect you? How did uh did, did you even notice? You know, some people are like big about themselves, like I didn't even notice it was hey, hey, hey. Yeah, you just I wasn't was on, on it. Some other social media platforms. Yeah, exactly. You just wasn't <laughs> on it. That's okay. And it wasn't that long. If it would have been out for three days, then we all be like, What the fuck? You know what I'm talking about? Like, because it's a lot of business pages on there. Yeah. It's a lot of uh business that people do and it's a lot it's 
it's a lot of uh, a lot of way of life by now. So it being down, that's why all that money uh, went gone because it, a lot of people uh, depend on that shit to uh, get across uh, uh, different avenues of networking. Yeah, I mean, two two things. One, it it was impactful because one, we didn't get any early alert or anything like that to know it was coming. At right, the time. and that's and how the apocalypse starts. Yeah, exactly. Zombies, right. shout out zombies. Yeah, you know saying. <laughs> <laughs> but motherfucking also is that you forget how many things Facebook got his hands on. So it's not just Facebook; it's WhatsApp and it's Instagram. So it's kind of affecting large chunks of people. The other thing I want to say right quick is 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 Facebook lame? Is it like you shouldn't be on there? Like all the time, anytime people talk about Facebook, like oh, only old people on there. Oh, I don't even use Facebook all the time. And that is a great like question. Never get like something like this wouldn't even phase them. Because we we need to do that. To on there. We need to do to do a poll for that. Yeah, uh, and exactly. we need to share it on our personal accounts as well, and just see is uh, is Facebook actually. MySpace of today's age oh. now, <laughs> well, you know, it, and it I don't feel like that. <laughs> I personally don't feel like that. Um, this is where my following started, and this is where um, a lot of my people still follow me, especially the older people, yeah. uh, but especially the women. <laughs> and uh, on Instagram, um, I, it's the same followers, and um, I feel like, and when it comes to Facebook, you get more of an interaction with other people than you do on Instagram. That's just been my experience because also Instagram. Um, it's algorithms and stuff that it opens up to just opens up for a lot of, uh, spamming, uh, when it comes to Instagram so, to, to, to my, uh, experience, just because of when I, uh, was doing the protest, it was a lot of friend request. <laughs> yeah. So it was a lot of mass, uh, accepting and me not really looking through people's shit. And, you yeah. know, um, now these that people are like, phase. right. So now these people are just like, Hey, you know, fuck with me buy my art or um, let me do your graphics or let me um, boost your social media. And my whole thing is I'm looking for people that can only do orga organically because I don't, I, I really need that. <laughs> Cause like, that's what uh, sponsors look for when they're trying to give you money is you also got, you can't forget, you know, Hey, here's 10% off for the first month of subscription of my only fan. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> All that shit. All that shit. And well, Facebook, that Facebook shit is for that too, but they, mind. yeah, they do it differently <laughs> on Facebook. They do it differently, but it's a, it's a strategy for all of it, which is something that we got to learn. Yeah, uh, so part of the game. You exactly. So we got to build our stuff up and also like, um, you know, we're going to get into a video pretty soon here. Once we get our routine down packed of, uh, cool kids dream of color because once we get that started then we can start doing our twitch and then we can also get on tiktok because you know people are just making bank <laughs> off of just doing t tiktok shit so um yeah we, we're ready for that though but uh again thank you everybody for joining uh season two premiere of welcome to uh cool kids dream of color 2.0 i'm stormy it's your boy kenobi what is up shout out to us Shout out to y'all for tuning in. Appreciate the love. Appreciate the love. And you can find us on um, pretty much about anything, mostly Spotify. Um, there's also, um, gosh, what's the one that we're on? Anchor. Anchor, yeah. Anchor's yeah, dope yeah. because, Anchor. yeah, Anchor's dope because we get uh, immediate sponsorships for a certain amount of listens. So that's what we're trying to send everybody those links. And But you can still listen to it on at least about seven to ten different platforms, depending on what you listen to. Um, and then there's also, um, we... Shoot, just getting back into routine. Hopefully by the end of November, we'll have our website up and running and merchandise and everything set up just because we had such a reset in life. Yeah. Uh, I know I did at least personally, uh, just a huge reset. So uh, getting back into that bag, man, getting back into that bag. Getting for sure. back to the bag. All right. Next, the bag. <laughs> next topic. Uh, who's out here ready for the Cowboy Bebop series? You know, oh, uh, I'm excited for it. Cowboy Bebop is one of my favorite things ever. I have it on Blu-ray, if anybody remembers what those are. <laughs> oh, man. Does that also make you old having DVDs? Hell yeah. Oh, I got God DVDs, damn. but you know what? I, I keep my DVDs. Listen, I keep my DVDs because the, the time I, that it came through for me is when I'm moving. And when you have no internet, they always come through. It always come through in the clutch. Everybody else, they they suffering for two weeks. They can't deal without the Wi-Fi. But hey, I'm over here. DVD player set. Fucking all my favorite classes. The only ones that I got. Especially if you was around when you when Movie Stop was having that whole dollar sale. Like shit, I got a quarter of my collection left, and I'm talking about from uh, Quentin Tarantino to fucking uh, Scorsese. 
Nigga, I'm showing you right now. Oh, you can see this. Right y'all now. can't see it because, you know, this is an audio medium. But I got emergency DVDs I keep on deck. On deck. Oh, man. This man got Netflix and chill everywhere he go. You don't, have, you don't have Netflix? Well, I that's got okay. The, I got The Town. The Town, I got that. I got I that. I got Goodfellas. I got Goodfellas as well. Scorsese. Shout out. That's one of my favorites for sure. I got The Happening. Happening is one of my Shout favorites, man. Love that one. And I got a four I got a, a four movie set with fucking Superbad, Pineapple super bad, Express, though. Year yeah. One. Those are the you ones. From a vault, and then a super bad extended. Cut, yeah. Man. Oh yeah. Just emergency. That's Those not even emergency, what I, that's not the man. Real so yeah. So we're we're old guys that do that kind of shit. And Cowboy Bebop is one of my favorites. And uh, for me, what uh, what do you hope that they actually get right? Just the, I mean, just the the atmosphere, man. Just wanting the whole I, the overall vibe. The vibe, man. The thing that always draw me into anime. I mean, and I guess other forms of media besides just anime, but mainly anime is that you just want to hang out with the folks, man. You just want to be around the, the crew that you're traveling with, no matter who it is. Just the vibe, the energy, the, the camaraderie they have with one another, and you just want to be like you're part of the crew when you watch them. You go through series after series and episode and season after season of that shit. You just like, oh, this is my clique. I want to ride with these motherfuckers today. So. If they can capture some of that energy, then I could rock with it. I mean, I'm already accepting that this is live action and live action adaptations of fucking uh, anime on Netflix don't tend to come out that awesome, to be real with you. <laughs> they don't. They tend to be boss up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a, a lot of shit just like that that it's like not going to be the best. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, I just been disappointed plenty of times by that, shit that, like that this. That Death Note adaptation was terrible. Absolute garbage. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, and you know with Cowboy Bebop, like I got my boy. Uh, I think uh, what's the name? John Cho from fucking uh, right. White Castle and yeah. shit. He's the main character in this motherfucker. He got his hair poofy and shit, but. It just don't look the same as when you're watching the fucking anime. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's already started there. It's like, uh, I don't know, man. But I got my fingers crossed. I always root for anime, man. I'm just hoping they get the uh, the story right. And I hope that it is just an adaptation. Like you said, basically the same thing. I just want the vibe to be exactly what it's supposed to be. The, the music, the atmosphere, the desperation. Um, the one thing that I already hate is that they didn't make my homegirl sexy enough. And mm. you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's already a, be, a low know. point for me because I'm just like that's that's like RoboCop when I found out it was PG-13. I was like, come on now. Oh, anytime something's PG-13, I'm like, I'm gonna rob you. Like the new the new uh, Welcome to America was it Coming to America the, the sequel that shit was PG-13. Eddie Murphy on that PG-13 shit, like motherfucking. I'm thinking to myself. I'm kind of excited for Coming to America 2 because Coming to America 1 was flame, but part of what Coming to America 1 was made flame was that it was rated R. So on the slide, it was a lot of sneaky shit they got in there that made it more adult, made it more edgy than otherwise. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. now when you come out with PG-13, now I'm thinking to myself, eh, I don't know it's going to be as edgy as it needs to be anymore. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And especially with how edgy these directors and producers are going these days it's like you gotta you gotta bring shock and awe and even in a comedy you know what i mean it's it's gotta it's gotta not be corny and not overdone but just it's gotta be the right vibe for the right genre because you can just name anything part two or you know renew it and put a label on it but is it really staying in the true uh tradition of what we love about this certain uh title and that's why Cowboy Bebop, I'd rather be rated the fuck R. I'd rather it had been Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I'd, rather be, I'd rather it had been a movie. Uh, really? Uh, you would have preferred a movie? Not, not a, a yeah, not a one. Not a one, not a standalone one movie, but definitely like a three or four movie series. I feel like, motherfucking, there's no way they could have got the budgeting or guaranteed two or three movies off this shit. Like they well, might not, got, they might not have in one. Yeah. Yeah, they might have been a sneaking one and then depending on how that goes, they might do a second one. They might go from there. But at least with a series you get a guaranteed six episodes, eight episodes, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. I mean you 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 definitely it's a story to tell because it's only one the if you don't know the animated series is only one series one story uh season. So yeah. it and works out to that. Short. You want you want to tell the whole story um and it's I don't know. Yeah, that's sneakily one of the best things about the older anime and shit like that. Like, 
it just they gave you one season, two seasons, maybe three seasons, then they were out. That was it. That's all you get. You yeah, know what I'm saying kind of like Yu Yu Hakusho. He gave you a little little three pack or two pack, whatever the fuck it was, and they were out. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. All right, guys. So welcome uh, back to Cool Kids Dreaming Color. It's our season two premiere. Uh, I'm in the building. My my name is Stormy. And this is your boy Lloyd, aka Kenobi. You know what it is. I'm talking about <laughs> today. He the DJ. Today he the DJ. Today I'm the producer. So I think, yeah, I think I think uh, this is working out good. So we're just trying to, you know, try different um, routines and uh, formats for our show. Uh, definitely would love any commentating uh, comments or any tips as far as how you guys think uh, a better flow would be for us. But as far as we're concerned, it's going pretty good so far because now we can benchmark everything and you can skip right over to the part of Cowboy Bebop or the social media outrage. And next up, we are talking about R. Kelly. Oh, boy. Here we go. Your man's three, four decades deep out here fucking up in these streets. At this point, I'm embarrassed that he has anything to do with Space Jam. Oh, man. What an epic song, though. I know. Oh, I know. This man, man had plenty, killed this man had plenty of epic songs, and it's just a shame of how who he was and how he faltered because I cannot separate that man in music overall because now that you listen to the music, you're just like, yeah, this nigga was definitely he was talking about that. Yeah. He was talking about that. Like but he was living, like he was there, yeah, you know, talking about, you know how, like, you know how, like it was, uh, what's his name? Um, the one hot nigga, um, you know the song "Hot Nigga." Oh, Bobby, Bobby Smurda, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, okay. so when Bobby Smurda had that whole song, it was like, "Oh, this nigga be talking about that gunplay," and then this, this nigga went to jail. <laughs> Let him know what that nigga went was. to prison. It was like, "Oh, that nigga about that life." Same thing with Little Bootsy. Same thing with a couple of niggas, man. They damn didn't got to this trial like Gucci man. You know what I'm saying? They don't got the trial from killing niggas, and, and they, they out here living their be- yeah, they living their best life now. So, um, and even uh, motherfucking the baby, yeah, that yeah, nigga at Walmart, exactly. So none of these niggas get a pass. None of these niggas get a pass, including except, R. Kelly. Except, was is except, a, the baby gets a pass because you know the nigga tried to up in Walmart and he had to defend his family. Oh no 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 no! I mean, nobody gets a pass when it comes to uh, reality and and you being linked with your music. Oh yeah, yeah you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. So if we accept that as that's facts, that's them linked to their music. That's who they are as people, and R, it's the same thing. R. Kelly. As much as I would love, I don't listen to R and B. We had this discussion on a previous episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have I, deeper discussion. Exactly. So where I don't listen to R and B personally, uh, just because uh, it's it's a real thing that gets people in their feelings, and that's just not what I'm gonna do. Is R and B good for you? <laughs> yeah, that's a, another poll question. Is R and B actually good for your mental state? Because I feel like it. It's like emo music, where it's emo music oh, for black people, oh. and it brings out the the feelings that everybody has dealing with certain things. And the thing about the black community in general with R and B music is we've been hurt by people that we didn't think was going to hurt us in the way they've hurt everybody, and it's it's a continuing vicious cycle. And you know the bullshit that you do personally as well. It's and that you, good hurt though man that music is incredible that man. music is incredible yeah. what do you mean and then and then <laughs> even and especially the 80s and 90s stuff is very nostalgic for you know oh. us as our generation and then when you get to the older stuff uh the 60s and 70s music uh in that genre George yeah Benson, that that stuff right there is a is a real vibe now i say that stuff is, a, is more of a vibe for me personally than it is with the 80s and 90s stuff because that should be vibing too good oh, and then man, i get into my Madonna, yeah man. and then you get into your motherfucking feelings and so uh i'm just saying like that shit's definitely linked to this nigga uh he was definitely talking about uh it seems like you're ready uh you might be young like this nigga definitely get the soundtrack for pedophiles for sure so you know and i you know and i just i know there's a lot of people <laughs> in the black community that are bitter is the best word I can think of because they accept it. They accept it, but they're also just like, oh, let's not forget about these people who have done this, you know, which a lot of this people they're talking about are dead. (laughs) 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 A lot of these people are just, yeah, they're dead. (laughs) They're like been dead for years. And it's just like, oh, don't forget about these people. Okay. Well, the Grim Reaper came for this nigga. So they already unpaid their price. So, 
We need to, if you get, and, and it's also where, okay, it's, it's fine to point these things out, but that's how you know you're bitter because you weren't around here before R. Kelly got on trial or had a sentencing talking about this same subject. You weren't on here talking about uh, Hugh Hefner. You weren't on here talking about Elvis. Now that R. Kelly, a black man, has been faced with this whole damn thing, and he, he's guilty as fuck. He done did this shit. <laughs> it's the hands down. Sense. He's he's done. He's a shitty person, shitty human being. He For gotta like go. Thirty years straight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he, he fucked up the whole, and y'all just blind out of fuck out of it. And now you want to bring up these other people who are long fucking gone. They're dead. There's nothing anybody can do about that shit. And where were you though? Where were you before all this shit happened? Where were, the where were you? Factory. Yeah, I'm talking. About- <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Chocolate Factory. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? R&B in the fuck out of it. Defending R. Kelly. Defending Bill Cosby. Defending Lil Bootsy. Like, you know what I'm saying? They always go, they go, go, you know how that shit goes, man. They're going to ride with the motherfucker, at least public facing. And then maybe behind closed doors, they have different opinions on that shit. But in the public... They're gonna ride for the motherfucker no matter what. And I do, and I get it. And I get it because as a black community, man, we just we rather stand behind our idols than betray them or throw them under any kind of bus. And if we rather be silent, then that's fine. We don't rather like just put them out there, hey, this person's toxic for our community. You know what I'm saying? This thing is a legend in our community for sure. But at the end of the day, you that's you got you got to admit to yourself that this was toxic for our community. This was something that shouldn't have happened to the women that it happened to. And it's the same thing for Bill Cosby. It's like, um, listen, that's just too many goddamn people that came forward with the same shit that this nigga done did. It don't matter. And that shit was lame and fuck. Lame. He's rich, nigga. Like, I'd rather find out Bill Cosby was paying bitches left and right for that pussy but this nigga was drugging motherfuckers that was already down for the cause like so you know uh, you just lose respect for these people if you have a uh, some human decency to you because you have a you have a you have a human that is a female that uh describes themselves as a female a mother uh niece a sister you know whatever shit you know that could have been them and then how you feel with the situation exactly motherfucking so with this R. Kelly situation with you personally, is it is it at the level where like you just done with his music altogether? Like, well, I don't Kelly? listen to R. I don't listen to R and B, so that's an easy part. But if it just happens to come on like at a cookout or something like that, are you like, yo, cut that shit off? Or I'm I gotta a, leave the I'm, room. I'm never, shit? I'm never that intense. Okay, I'm never that intense. I don't have time to be that intense. I feel you know what I'm saying? That shit. Cause that's kind of how I am. Like. Everybody knows what R. Kelly did is guilty. You know, yeah, he's a for sure. Bag and a low form human being. We know that automatically. But he did create some hits. And if the shit just <laughs> happened to be on, like I listen uh, yeah, to him, like, I've always known about him and you know his his prolific style of music making and everything for how long he's been. I mean, that's our whole life. He's been around doing shit, writing for people, making his own music. But I never was the type of nigga to go out my way and listen to R. Kelly music anyway. So he's not really, like, in my zone regardless. Like, the only time I'm going to hear it is if it's going to be randomly at a cookout or a party or some shit and fucking that two-step song, side-to-side shit comes on some shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Outside that, I'm never going to hear him anyway. So fuck that nigga. Fuck what he did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He got, uh, you know, the stats, like, uh, how long he's going to be gone for or some shit. Um, a little bit. He's facing uh, racketeering and sex trafficking, uh, and this is in Brooklyn. You know about some Brooklyn, right? Yeah, Brooklyn. You know talking about Flatbush. Let's so, go. Ain't that wild though? He a Chicago nigga from to go to jail in in Brooklyn. Yeah, they don't play. What is that about? They don't play. If you got any kind of charges on you and you going through New York, you better be on your P's and Q's. You know something? They can't wait to lock you up. So right now he faces <laughs> ten years to life in prison. Um, so what I'm seeing right now, uh, reading a few articles earlier, um, basically they don't think he's going to spend the rest of his life in there. Um, he could, he could get the same thing that Cosby got. I mean, the, the Cosby fu- the shit fuck out got of out, there. like he got, the Cosby thing was kind of some fluky on It was, it was very fluky. But that is definitely within the realm of possibility. Possibility the same thing. Especially with the type of money that, you know, you project them to have at some point. He is, uh, he is best. worth negative $2 million <laughs> right now. Um, I woke up this morning, and I have more money than R. Kelly. How about Shout that? Shout out to you. That Shout out. Up. Shout out to you. You you woke up this morning with more money oh, than shit. R. Kelly. New yeah. tax bracket? Negative nigga two million. How about that? That oh. nigga isn't a new tax bracket. He created one. Hey, that nigga. Dennis Rodman was close to that, but he done broke Dennis Rodman shit. Yeah. And now Dennis Rodman plus again. 
Yeah, and he has no way to, like, redeem himself, really. I mean, I guess at some point down the line, maybe 20 years in the future, people will start playing his music a little more as people start to forget, and that shit starts to fade a little bit. And then maybe if he can get out of jail, he can go overseas and tour. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's nigga, overseas, nigga, no. <laughs> if we hate... If we hate this nigga, they definitely finna be like, oh, you're oh, American trash. Man, they just like the hits, man. They do like the hits, they but they definitely, kind of they definitely gonna remember who the fuck that nigga is with that kind of script. This, listen, this nigga I'm ain't. I'm saying, bro, I projected like 20 years down the line. My man, this man, you know this saying? man is not, this man is not Pete Rose. This man is not Pete Rose. Everybody, King. This, not, this nigga is guilty. Of some bullshit. Yeah, he, he definitely is. He gets out, man. His best thing is to is to try to get. What, low. I don't know what the fuck he can do. He, the there's something he can do in or. prison to make some money. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> there's yeah. something. Make them cheeks clap. <laughs> <laughs> I said, sing the other one, Robert. <laughs> this nigga out of here, bro. And then, you know, everything happens because of a good old clean documentary. What you oh. get a crispy documentary, <laughs> shit docs, can change. Man. That's what people don't understand. Like, if you really want something to happen, fuck a social media, get a documentary, period. Period. Had that bitch go viral. That's all you got to do is put it in an entertaining way, make it informative, make it true. Done deal. You see Britney Spears' uh, situation? Done so. Done deal. You see that whole Tiger King shit uh, unfolded? Part two. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So shit like that can change the scope of a lot of people's thinking if you present it to them the the right way. And um, just shit, that's just how it is. (laughs) Shit, that's how I like it, kind of. But that's how people like me, I was watching documentaries same as things anime. It's like, why aren't you watching? You know what I'm saying? You just tell things all the time. Why aren't you watching documentaries? You're, Look at you like you're crazy. Yeah, it's like, no, nah, I'm watching documentaries. No, nah, man, that's boring. No, nah, I'm showing you, bro. Like, I'm telling you, watch nothing but documentaries when I was growing up. So, like, nah, let's go shoot something. Yeah, now it's like a thing. And I haven't even watched documentaries. Now I'm old. Now I'd rather read the articles, skip around to the parts I only care about. I was like, you can put it in the most entertaining way you want to. I I ain't gonna care like that. I don't want to care that way, and I feel like that's why I don't like to watch documentaries like that. Because I need short video. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I you know I'm like that'll make me care too damn much. Like I don't want to care like that. Some of that shit be too sad. Like them fucking those uh those those fucking pets that go to the shelter and shit. They show <laughs> they play. They're Sarah fucking McLaughlin horrible. They're horrible, <laughs> man. You're like, it's like damn, I don't, this is mad depressing. Yeah, I'm like, like killing my. Phone. I was like, exactly. I. I I go through this. I don't want this right now. Don't put it more on me. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Man, hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to Cool Kids Dreaming Color. This is our season two premiere. Um, so far, so good, man. How you feeling? Feeling pretty good, man. Feeling lovely, man. Let me just do a quick shout out to Hispanic Heritage Month. Oh, quick shout, boy, boy. We got some more coming down the pipe. Oh, man. But part of my heritage, part of my blood. Shout out to my Panamanians out there. Shout out to Puerto Rico. I'm just, I'm just going to go ahead and say right now, there. I have to learn Spanish. Oh. I have got to learn Espanol. I got to learn it because mm. I've been closer the and closer. Yeah, I've been closer and closer to the culture. And I've been running into women that are, in, of course, Mexican, Spanish, or uh, Hispanic descent. And... You know they're mostly speaking Spanish, or at least that's just a thing because their families and all that are yeah. direct descendants or directly from cross seas right now. And my thing is, man, I'm feeling it. I'm really feeling it. it I'm gonna awesome. just tell y'all right now. It's just one girl. I'm after. Oh. I'm after the. Oh. You know, like I'm after. And I, and I She's feel like. Bro, I got to, I got to learn this language just for her. Like, just for her. I got to have you. Got to, just you. for her. So, um, you know, that's just the food. Yeah, the everything culture, about it. Like, music, I, I appreciate women, y'all. I appreciate and y'all. The love. Hospitality, and, the love for family, uh, all that. And I and I and I went to my first kitsinera, um this weekend, and I got fucked up. I got oh, fucked up. Um, I loved it, man. As soon as we got in there. As soon as I got in there, uh, it was drop food on the plate. It was handing us shots. It was like in 20 minutes, I had six shots. And then I I left there with 13 shots total. Standing in the line for the bathroom alone, I got handed three shots. 
um it just kept coming tequila 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 we kept drinking water um had <laughs> they had pot they i mean it was it was a good ass time man and um I, I fell in love with one of the servers but she didn't speak a lick of english oh. so um i would never see her again <laughs> shout out to you man. yeah man thank you thank you i'll never see her again but um i i i yeah so your first overall quinceanera experience Oh, How was it? How would you rate it? Scale one being bullshit and ten being you know immaculate, awesome, winter wonderland shit. Sir, it was a ten, being that it was such a ten. I need to learn the language, so I can do more, yeah. so I can get more involved, so get I can, so I can, yeah, so I can get more access, so I can be invited to more things because this is the first step. I mean, Kingston, yeah, that's a that's a big step. Right I know, there. man, and, and I loved your it. First meet. I know, man. I loved it, and I met a lot of great people. Uh, I met the uncles. I met the cousins. I knew I knew a couple of people there as well, um, and it was just a really, really great time. And I'm I'm hoping to uh, get more into that uh, culture. Uh, so good shout out there. And the food, man. Oh, shout uh, the out food. To the tacos, and I'm not. And I'm telling you, man. I, authentic, a... authentic Hispanic food is much better than the American shit that has ruined my palate for it. Oh, motherfucker! You'll get that bitch baked. Ah. <laughs> you get that shit right, yeah, man. Yeah, that shit right stick to your ribs, man. man you gonna hey. sleep, get that itis. Man, you gonna get something to eat after this? Man, I'm always down to eat. That's fast. Yeah, man. I gotta give me some food, man. But I, I don't want to. I don't want to get it shipped to me, and it cost me thirty dollars over. Anyway, that's living in Atlanta. Hey. Yeah. Atlanta. So, <laughs> cool kids dreaming color. That was Lloyd's shout out, man. That was a dope one. I really appreciate that. Um, let's get into the next topic here, which is going to be Mr. Dave Chappelle. Yeah. The so, man's- legendary comedian. Oh, uh, one, of, one of the goats, maybe the goat, because he just arguably, yeah, that's very arguable, but it's very, very, very an argument. So, um, uh, right now, it is cancel culture threatening oh to really try to get rid of him. And, um, it's for me, it is obvious that a lot of people have not actually watched his uh specials, uh, especially the last one. Being that the last one he dedicated, the culture that is trying to counsel him is the uh, transgender community, uh, mostly. Uh, LGBTQ community also has some feelings towards it in general, but mostly the transgender community. But it's just, he even spoke up about it being just a bunch of regurgitated stuff from an article of somebody hating on him uh, that was transgender and and if you watch the special, you know that one of his best friends was uh, transgender, somebody that he met at a show. They defended him, and this person committed suicide because they drug her on Twitter. And that has to be, like, on y'all, you know, and, and y'all being the community of people that just absolutely tried to counsel that, where a comedian is a whole nother level here. We can't, we can't censor our, we can't just censor everybody. We can't censor ourselves in the way that they're trying to do to him where this has been his thing. He loves everybody. So that's why everybody gets it the same. Like what makes y'all so special? And, it, and one quote that I remember him saying that stuck with me is why was it so easy for Bruce Jenner to change into a woman, but hard for Cassius Clay to change his name to Muhammad Ali. I mean, uh, that shit goes deep, deep. The whole special is deep. I, I recommend it uh, to everybody. If you Max, out of here <laughs> i turn around and max is through the chair getting He's assaulting me yeah jesus christ the damn dog you better get kicked the fuck out of here max okay cool kid vibes are too much for his brain. yeah you some bitch all right so how did you you watch it yourself uh the newest the latest special from days i haven't seen it yet i just heard uh all the controversy that's coming up and, you know, cancel, cancel culture rearing its head again. I, I would definitely say it's um, it's funny to watch because I was waiting for what was so bad and it never came. It never came. He, <laughs> he dedicated the entire special just to talk about that shit, just to just to put it out there of how he just feels about uh, the LGBTQ community, transgenders, how he feels about his career overall. 
Um, and then his experiences because of all this that's been happening and it got extremely deep and it was extremely accurate. And it was one where he's showing all the love in the world to the same people that are trying to counsel him, but there's no counseling somebody that it comedy is subjective. Maybe you ain't going to like it. Maybe you are, but keep Thanks. it, keep it moving, man, because right now you're becoming a generation of just straight up pussies. Everything and that, needs to get canceled. Yeah. My feelings is hurt. Like some things do need to be legitimately Canceled. But that is so, not. But, this, but that's not canceled. That's consequence. Yeah, I mean, that's consequence. You, you know what I mean? Whatever you want to term it as, everything has a price that needs to be paid and stuff like that. Right. But there's certain things like, are you really going to die on this hill? Like Dave Chappelle says some things that may be vaguely offensive to some people on a comedy special that you don't have to consume if you don't want to. If you don't want to, man, there's plenty of comedy like, specials. Know, I promise like you. Content. Like if you don't like it, you don't have to consume it. And it's not exactly. out there in a way like you got to have a Netflix subscription or somebody's Netflix subscription to be able to watch this shit in the first <laughs> right. place. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. it's not like it's just in your face, like it's news content. So you got to kind of get over it. Save those battles for the real battles that we need to fight. That the are, real are battles, laws man. Against the LGBT. You know what I'm talking about? The, the laws, yes. The, the fact that, that Texas yeah. is taking everybody's uterus. The fact that, you know, like, black laws still got their matter. Like They're still trying to separate what bathroom certain genders and transgenders go to and shit like that with laws and stuff like that. One, like, like, we, we, we got to... We got to fight real battles. Real like, battles. Castling Dave Chappelle, that's a waste that's of stupid. time. And it, and it kind of delegitimized the overall you know, movement that we're trying to put out here. You know yeah, I mean, I agree, man. And I feel like uh, it's definitely where the generation, you're, you're trying to just the wrong, you're trying the wrong thing. Like, it's, we can't do this to our comedians at all, man. That shit is, is mad funny. There's plenty of comedians that I said plenty of shit just like that. And y'all not getting mad at it. I mean, you just, why? Like, calm the fuck down, have a laugh or not, and move the fuck on because this is, like, y'all would be mad at Def Comedy Jam. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, like, please. like not everybody's PG. There's some of us that like raunchy, raw, real, unfiltered shit. Like, we love it because that is actual human emotions and, and ability to to connect. Yeah, I mean, that's why <clears throat> that's why when you see in Hollywood, you don't see as many comedies come out now. Like, actual, like, Darker humor, adult comedy come out. Yeah, like it used to come out. You know, even a decade y'all hurt. ago. You know, because you're gonna be hurt. They're just sneaking in Marvel movies and call that right. your comedy for the year. Exactly. And um, my thing is, he he did bring up the baby, and he doesn't want the baby counseled, and that's another consequence. That I don't think, <laughs> I don't think the baby the, he really went for. It. He was like, yeah, please don't the cancel the baby. Thing about the baby thing, obviously, what is what he said was crazy. But yeah, like, the greatest thing about this shit, like. He did it to himself, like for real. Like, yeah, he came out of nowhere. No, it wasn't exactly. provoked by anybody. Nothing. Nobody asked him any questions. No, <laughs> it was no. He wasn't caught he in a got you. Went into the got you. He just came out of there and went into this homophobic rant, and that was his goddamn fault. Now this isn't again. This is not a cancel thing because the baby's still gonna get his. But this year he got consequence. So you missed out <laughs> on a bunch of shows that you was gonna make a bunch of money yeah. off of and get a bunch of exposure, but and and have a bunch of content for your own all your. Shit. Shit, yep. But you missed out on that because uh, you want to open your mouth up to some bullshit, sir. My whole thing is like, why would you say anything? Why was he talking? Why would you say anything <laughs> towards towards somebody who uh, towards towards people that are your fans as well? You don't have you don't think you have transgender fans? You don't think they have fans that are gay and they go suck dick in parking lots at concerts? Like, the, the first of all, is there something wrong with that? Fan. Huh? I said, it's the whole spectrum. Every type of fan out there. Every type of fan out there, man. Anybody who's got you out here making that kind of money that you're making, bro, like, respect them. What was he on that made him be like, yo, I got to get this off my chest? Exactly, (laughs) nigga. Like, y'all niggas be goddamn (laughs) tripping, bro. Like, don't be worried about what other niggas is doing. Don't be worried about how other people uh, dress and all that shit like that. That's why Lil Nas X, that that, that, that nigga right there is a hero to me because that nigga the ultimate troll. The more y'all get mad about this nigga, the more powerful he becomes. The more outrageous he gets. Oh, he's like brawling. Yeah, this nigga just <laughs> absorbs y'all shit and he fucking bounces that shit off so well. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm loving the way Kid Cuddy's handling his shit. I'm liking the way that niggas just out here just doing them. How would they fucking feel like because you only got one life to live yeah. and the one thing that you don't want to do is 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 wasted uh, to, uh worried about what other people fucking think. Period. You know what I'm saying? Like, if y'all like is not a fan, then you're not a fan. My people that are fans of me, they finna keep coming to the shows, keep getting me booked, keep getting me money. 
uh, we'll keep moving. You know what I'm saying? The people that don't like us using the N-word are going to move on from our podcast. But the people that don't mind it, that also listen to rap, I hope y'all don't mind it, um, they're going to keep listening to our podcast. And, yeah. and, and that's what, we can only be us. As, yeah. as a people, we and can only be us. Just do so. what makes you happy. Live your good vibe. Pass that good energy to other people. As long as what you're doing, how you're moving, isn't affecting other people around you in a negative way, and keep on pushing. Lil Nas X, he's doing his thing. Like, I don't even understand how you consume enough content. Anybody to have a like a real dislike and hate for. It. Right. Like, if you don't like it, then just stop looking at it. Like, yeah. Is he really in your face like that to where you have to see Lil Nas X? Like, you got the whole world to look at. You just keep looking at something that pissed you off. Like That says something about you. Yeah. Move the fuck on. Yeah. All right. So don't forget. Subscribe. Follow. Please, please, cool please. Kids dreaming dreaming Cuff. That is Instagram. That is Facebook. That is Twitter. That is the name on all we three of those here. accounts. Um, uh, the website be coming soon and please be on the lookout for merchandise as season two is premiering right now your as you're face, listening your live next up next up man uh, oh. this weekend in sports this weekend in sports was quite awesome quite magical um, I thoroughly this was like probably one of the best the, the best weekend I had the entire year honestly um, wow that it just, deep it was. It was everything. I, Alabama law. Well, it wasn't only because of sports. It was like because of a lot of other things, and it was also just because like it. It's the timing of the weekend. It it, it came in my favorite month, payday weekend, three day mm, three day holiday yeah. weekend. Um, I had a lot of stuff planned. I didn't know a lot of things were going to happen, and then they did, and then it just worked out in my favor. Um, I spent time with people that meant a lot to me. Uh, my son's doing really well in school right now. Um, it's just it was just so just the timing and how everything unfolded within this weekend, uh, which is my shit. And of course, the Bulldogs, the Falcons, and the Braves beating ass the Atlanta sweep the Atlanta sweep man we don't get those often yeah, uh, so and then you know the Hawks uh they actually start preseason right now um not yeah. worried about the preseason scores but the real season starts uh actually pretty soon and I'm ready for that like as well yeah so um in general but uh motherfucking when I have sports wise because you know I don't care about Atlanta sports uh-huh um it is Yuri Wilder man yeah Oh my God! So uh, before before my the God. fight even started, <laughs> before the fight even started, um, who did you have? Who like you, who, I, like I told who you, are you rooting I, for? Like I told you previously, before I think maybe even the morning before, I had told you that my heart was riding with the Bronze Bomber, Deontay Wilder, because you know from Mobile, Alabama, he's the American heavyweight representative that we have at the time. I, I was riding with him. With my heart, but with my brain, I was like, I told you straight up. <laughs> my I brain, said, yo, I said Fury for the kill this nigga. <laughs> He's too big. Yeah. He's too big. Six nine. Yeah. Two hundred and seventy plus pounds. And not only is he big like that, but he moves like he's fucking Floyd Mayweather in the ring. And he's smart and he knows what he's doing. And Wilder, as good as he is, this is the difference. This is the difference between somebody learning when to learn how to box when they're twenty something years old and somebody learning to box when they're out the crib. There's a certain way that you move around the ring, the way you can gauge things, the muscle, uh, the muscle memory that you have when you're moving around and know how to predict things, the experience you can have. That, that, that advantage plus the size, like, why they could compete, man? You're getting hit by somebody who's, like, 50 pounds bigger than you and knows how to move. He's not just coming straight to you like a zombie. Like, he knows how to pick his shots. Like, it's almost impossible for a nigga like Wilder with his style to be able to compete with that long distance. You have to get him <laughs> out of early. And, he, hey, look. In the fourth round, he dropped that nigga twice because right. he's that special, especially with that right hand. He's that special. It's just that Fury is, he's, he's a boxer. special. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's another level special. He's the best box, best heavyweight boxer in the world right now. He's over Wilder, clearly. He's over Anthony Joshua. He's over Dillian White. He's over all those guys right now. He's the man. He's the guy who dethroned Klitschko, who was running for like a decade straight. He's the man. You know what I'm saying? Undefeated. He's the lineal champion, the WBC and ring champion. Everybody knows he's number one. And, Probably pound for pound, he got to be at least top five. You know, Canelo's number one, and probably Terrence Crawford number two, and Earl Spence three. Boom. In your face. Sports. <laughs> Boxing. And I almost lost my – I was so drunk at that shit, man. I was so drunk. I was so just what, 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 like what was coming out of your mouth that had your voice almost gone? Like, what were you saying? 
Oh shit! Oh shit! Like this fight, there was five knockdowns in this fight. Yeah, and I think like in the second or third round, Fury caught Wilder out of nowhere. I think it was a little uppercut. Wilder went down like, oh shit, this shit's over. And then it looked like Wilder, it looked like Fury just gonna like dominate like like he did in the, in the second fight. But then in that fourth round, Wilder caught that nigga once. The nigga got back up. Wilder caught him again. It's like, oh shit, Wilder finna do it. He finna actually do it. But Fury, you know, smart man. He knows how to get out of those situations. He knows when to clinch. He knows how to survive. Get his mentals. You know what I'm saying? Shit, Shout sounds like he put on a clinic of boxing, man. That's, that's his style. He's a boxer, I did, I did not get to see. I did get to see highlights, and I did see knockdowns. Um, that was crazy, I, I like man. to actually watch the fight, but what happened to me? What I was at the Kinsey That nigga Yara, was dead right? on the rope, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. You want to see like Martin, yeah. Hey, yeah, 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 That nigga was on the rope looking like a skeleton uh, decoration. Shit out this like nigga. a Halloween decoration. <laughs> Big ass nigga just but got shout down. Shout out Wilder, man. I hope he'll come back. Just stay away from Fury. Fury stay finna, away from Fury. He's going to have a me- Fury's going to have a mega fight with the uh, Usyk Joshua winner, and they're going to probably have it in one of those soccer stadiums with like 125,000 people. I would love that. That would be dope. That'd be dope. And then that might be like a 300, 400 million dollar fight right there, straight up. <laughs> straight up. Straight like that. Straight. Next topic. Not next topic. Transition. The Bulldogs are number one. Oh. The Bulldogs are number one. Yeah, I mean, the, that, the discussion was between Alabama and Georgia coming into, I mean, basically this whole season, you know what I'm saying? But some people, I think a good chunk well, of people was, out there felt was, Georgia was really number it, one. It was Clemson, Clemson, Ohio, uh, Oklahoma, Alabama, Georgia, and it was mostly a discussion of actually Alabama, Clemson, because they fucking always like the players like fucking fools. No, but that the real nigga discussion wasn't about Clemson because it was not. It was not. I didn't. Clemson was phony, man. Phony coming into the year. Phony, phony, phony for sure. And quarterback who stopped the geese, whatever the fuck that nigga. After that game against Florida, I said Alabama is not as good as they've ever been. Like this is probably their worst team. Their defense isn't on point, and I always and I've been saying, man, the the quarterback class in college football this year in general is kind of like, eh. It's very and all the niggas that were hyped up. Like this uh, Alabama oh, nigga, oh, like yeah. he, he's like whatever. The Alabama, I think his name Young. He's, yeah, he's yeah, fine. Bryce Young. He's fine. Nothing spectacular. <laughs> Just like Derek uh, King in Miami. He like he got all the scholarship, not the scholarship, but you know he got the advertising money with the NIL deals and shit. Everybody's like, yo, he's the guy. He's the guy. And it's like, eh. or he's small. <laughs> Can't read defenses that well. <laughs> Gets hurt all the time. Right. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Georgia, I think, was clearly the not clearly, but. You could say Georgia was probably the better team of the two coming in, but you know you gotta give Alabama the nod because it's saving, it's legacy. It's saving, and that's why I felt like Florida. I mean, Alabama won that Florida game because of saving. I was like, if it wasn't for saving, y'all would have lost that game, no matter what the fuck y'all thought y'all were gonna do. Yeah, um, and then, it, even within the win, like you said before, even with the win, it being close in the way it played out, let you know that this isn't the typical. This isn't team. the same Bama team. It's not to mention like just looking at how our team's performing compared to theirs. We haven't we our first team defense allowed the first touchdown and it took six games. Our our overall defense has allowed only two touchdowns all season. So this is historically if they're on the same pace because that we got two more ranked teams to play, that already tells you what we got about this season. We got two <laughs> more ranked teams to play. We got the last undefeated SEC team uh next Saturday, and that is Kentucky. They are a five and oh and that is their first time five and oh since nineteen fifty something. Um so they're they're trying to have a very important season coming out. But their thing is they fucked up because they got to play us. So the next thing after that is uh us having just in general <laughs> these fucking just fucking wrapping people to like us not allowing people to get more than 10 points is different from Alabama allowing 21 points. Like Alabama doesn't, it's usually that. And like, we're walking as Georgia fans, we walk around here like, damn, is this what it's like being an Alabama fan? <laughs> like, and, and you know, my, my roommate, he's like, yeah, it just makes me nervous because when Alabama does lose, <laughs> they come harder than ever. That's and that's, that's fact. a fact. That is a fact. Big but that is also putting in, we're always the same old, same old Georgia team. And I would have to say that this is the first time I can ever say that this is the most different Georgia team I've ever seen. I haven't seen a Georgia team this different since we had um, Jarvis. We had Jarvis and um, fucking uh, Gurley. <laughs> and that team, that team was special. That team was really, really awesome. 
And it was still Georgia. And it was still, but it was, yes, exactly. And it still felt like a Georgia team, though. It was still like, any moment now, these niggas going to disappoint me. And it was facts. And, and, but this team right here, when he said that he was nervous because Alabama comes back stronger after uh, losing, that's when I was just like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I would any other day. I swear, I would. I would definitely agree with him. Like you're right, and I think that that's we might lose the SEC championship game, but meet them back in the college playoff. I don't even feel that way this year. I don't even feel that you way. Just, you feel like like if y'all they, you, like if you played them, you like it's just automatic. You saw some on site. It's a wrap. Sauce. Oh, word. I, I'm not saying, but I think it is going to be the closest games we have because I still feel like Alabama has a capable offense. Alabama's defense is uh, under Nick Saban. Yeah, they got I, a goat I, on the side. Exactly. Line. So I just won't say that we're going to just do them like how we've been doing everybody else. But I will tell you this. They're going to have fucking problems with us, especially since Alabama's offense is actually more traditional. And against traditional offenses, we fucking collapse that shit. You have no chance. And that's why I feel like Auburn did wind up putting up 10 points is because they did some untraditional shit when they did get those points. They're doing a lot of uh, the run option, a lot of the uh, a lot of the quarterback keeper shit. Yeah, and a lot of that was on the first couple drives. They were that was when they were hype. That that's shit. when they were yeah, hype. They were at home, when you're at home, you're hype. And that's the thing. That, that's why Kentucky's about to be fucked up because we're playing at home and we didn't like the fact that them niggas got 10 points. Kentucky got some dope uniforms. Kentucky got some dope uniforms and Kentucky got some big ass boys that really should have went to Georgia or Auburn, uh, but these are the kids that were closer to the Carolinas. And when it comes to going to Carolina, I mean, you've got to, like, like all these coaches too, I'm finding out, like, all these coaches are still coaching. Um, who's that? Uh, Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo yeah, Fisher, Jimbo Steve Sarkeesian. Got, I think uh, David Cutcliffe is out yeah, there. Yeah, like, it's all these coaches who I'm like, oh, shit, they're in the SEC, <laughs> and that shit is not fucking mattering to Kobe Smart <laughs> so fucking ever. But shout out to fucking Jimbo Fisher because this nigga was the first, the first uh, saving assistant to beat this nigga in 24, oh, 24 matchups. And 24, right, and another streak is over because Alabama had, I think, 114 games without losing to an uh, unranked opponent. Devastating. So this was, yeah, this was quite the fucking weekend uh, for me, particularly. The Falcons won. They almost blew it, though. Only one. I don't really fucking want to talk about it. Let's talk about the Falcons. Let's talk about it. Like, Real talk. The tight end, it, it, the, the it, tight end that we drafted at number four, probably did finally got his, finally got his touchdown. So shout out to Kyle Pitts. He finally went off on my fantasy team after like four weeks. Like nigga, where you been? It's like, oh, it's because your offensive line sucks. Matt <laughs> you know Ryan's what I'm probably washed, and your head coaches may be overrated. Yeah, and your skill position players are almost non-existent. Going into football, super t- <laughs> Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, they came out with the heavy hitters of this motherfucker, motherfucker, Dr. Dre. Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige. I think uh, also got Kendrick Lamar coming out there. Like I, I don't know sick. what it is, but every time I think about this group, I feel like somewhere Martha Stewart is around. Oh, I, I don't know why, but every time I think about this line, I'm like, yeah, Martha Stewart's going to be there too, but I don't know why I keep saying it to myself. Like a I know, she's just going to introduce everybody. <laughs> Yuck, my friend, Snoop Dogg. You know, but that is, it's going to be beast. I, when I first seen this, I thought it was like fake because I'm like, this looks like that shit you meant to download as an Eminem track back in the day, uh, you know, when we all did illegal downloads, but it'd be like some DJ that done put like 18 niggas on one track. Yeah, I was like, is this a LimeWire re- track? Reused verses yeah. <laughs> I heard this verse. I heard this verse. It's like a bunch of reused shit. So I'm like, that's what we're about to get. He oh. doesn't really flow with it. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I'm excited to see what they do. I feel like there's too many goddamn people because um, I just do. I feel like I mean, it's gonna be quick set. Yeah, like I feel like I, I'd rather I'd rather hear. I'd rather hear West Coast by themselves. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather be, just be Snoop Dogg and Kendrick and Dr. Dre, and then they bring out, like, some NWA niggas, and then, like, they do, like, some some uh, Kobe shout-outs and some uh, Nipsey shout-outs. Like, I'd rather see a West Coast you all want, You day. don't want no Eminem in there? You didn't mention I do Eminem. want Eminem, but if it's going to be West Coast, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to, like... I, I know he's with them, but, you know, you Detroit. You know, you you know. So, and if it was Eminem, I'd rather Eminem have his own show as well. 
own show I don't think featuring. The, I don't think the people that run the Super Bowl, Roger Goodell and them niggas, I'm not, I don't think they're ready for Eminem. To be they ready. would never be ready for Eminem. That's why they got to backdoor them in with uh, Dr. With, the, with everything else. You got to sauce them in there because Mary J. Blige's on every last they're one of these to, niggas' tracks. They're trying tracks. to hit every like, marketing group that yeah. you try to get to. They're like, hey, we get the older uh, yeah. demographic. Oh, like, yeah, definitely. Mary J. Blige, definitely. Get the younger one, Kendrick Lamar. We definitely. Get the, 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 the people that were at the marches. The people that were at the marches, they're trying to um, go ahead and suck up to us. That's okay. Do it then. Because I can tell you right now that Mary J. Black will be the one that stay on on the stage at all time because she on every nigga's song on here. I can't here. wait for her to start dancing. Yeah. That's always the best. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't wait to see what embarrassing thing is going to happen. Who do you think is going to have the most memorable moment? Embarrassing or not in the Super Bowl out of these artists, who do you think is going to be? Uh, look, the, the, look, the bet, the motherfucking bet, yo, is Mary J. Blige having a funny moment. I can see her now not being out in her prime anymore. I can see her going up there on the stage trying to hit them same dance moves and shit. Yeah, definitely. And then kind of catch some, and having catch, some catch steel pebble, boots on. Catch a pebble in the boot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going for Eminem to have the most memorable because I'm just like, man, Eminem. What does he look like right now? Nigga, I don't care. I think Eminem should just fucking go MTV on the ass, go blonde, come out there in a superhero costume with the butt cheeks out. Like, come Come on, man. Bring that shit back. Eminem at 40-something yeah, years yeah, old. Yeah, bring that shit back, man. <laughs> right now, right now, we with the two series Eminem. You know, he's too damn serious. You got damn... He got the serious beard. Like, yeah. I've been in the woods chopping wood. You know like, what I'm talking about? Rocky Ford y'all remember, y'all remember <laughs> M used to get there and have fun? Like, this nigga's too serious now, so... Because I, he's all secluded. He's like in some random mansion in the top of the hill in the middle of fucking nowhere. I mean, he's Eminem, man. He had to, he had to deal outside. with some shit, man, for sure. He don't be outside. Like you're, nah. not gonna, you're not going to Catch a nigga walking down some eight Hell miles. Nah. Also, Kendrick Lamar for me is his own show. Like that's what I would like to say. I could do that that's all day. Fair. I would have did Kendrick Lamar back to back years. To be honest, I think they probably felt like there wasn't enough of a Kendrick Lamar catalog to cross over the whole. You know, all he all you set. need is is four songs because he's had two performances live that I remember as far as all of live performances in my lifetime. Where I'm like, this is like one of the best live performances I've ever seen. Yeah. Just those two songs alone, he could have just repeatedly did or just did it better uh, at the Super Bowl thing. I think. I he, mean, how long is the Super Bowl set? Like, they up there for you, like 15, yeah, 20 minutes. I mean, yeah, shit. so you get you get a good hefty amount, man. But, you know, like when Weekend did his shit, he fucking he put in as many fucking songs as he could. I think he ran yeah. off with about seven, but eight. Had, was he, did he do... This shit by himself, man. I barely, yeah, I barely remember that. He was by himself. Me, I, bro, it was a blurry Super Bowl. Blurry Super Bowl because I expect this nigga face to be butchered up like they were uh, previewing. Like them screenshots but, they had yeah, online. but it was like a, a it was nothing like that. <laughs> I wish it was something. Like I know, right? That'd have been way <laughs> more interesting, bro. All right, so uh, thank y'all so much for listening to today's season two premiere show of Cool Kids Dreaming Color. I'm Stormy, your boy Lord, aka Kenobi, man. So, brother, you had any uh? Any special shout outs or anything like that you want to put out? I, the same there, shout out that you had earlier, my friend. After Hispanic that, Heritage Month. Right. After that, I like the to Latinos. give Latinos. Yeah. I like to give a special shout out to uh, the, the Georgia Sports this weekend for really putting me in a good mental state to carry on the rest of this month. Um, um, I, I got paid for my first paycheck for my job and I'm already broke. Uh, but I mean, I got money, but you know how it's already gone. It, it's, it's scary to even spend $10 right now because I might need it in 10 days. So um, it is definitely been a climb back after 2020. And so just in general of, you know, everybody, whoever, whoever you are, I know you got something in your life that is just like, uh, heavy, you know, that's me and several things right now. And that sports shit just really lifted a boy up. Lifted your boy up. Good um, shit, man. Shout yeah. out to that, man. Uh, sh- Shout sh- out to you having your, your sports uh, miracle weekend. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. And it's like, and it felt so good. It's like, if I don't have another one, I will be okay because I'm really happy with the way that everybody performed and the weekend that I needed them to perform. Like, other than that. So if all three of them niggas get blown out next weekend. Nigga, that's crazy. not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Them Bulldogs, bro, that's the most. That, I mean, the I don't Bulldogs, even, obviously. I don't even like, you know, as a. As a, as a if they did lose in Kentucky, though. If they did lose to Kentucky, I felt like that's a that's a good team to lose to because uh, they are they are undefeated. They are ranked and 
Alabama lost and they're still number one in their division and we still would be number one in ours. If they drop down to number five, I feel like our ranking would still be higher than theirs. So even with a loss, yes, I would eat my fucking phone um, backwards, nigga. Um, but I wouldn't be so pissed off to think that we don't have a chance to still win as Natty. Um, but in general, uh, I don't see it happening. Like the niggas is special this year. Um, this is all the recruiting, all the recruiting, all the seasons of fucking trying to bring a team together. Uh, I, real quick before we go, actually, what I found out about let what me, let me sneak in a couple quick shout outs. What you got? We go. Uh, shout out to a couple uh, celebrity birthdays: Lazy Bone, forty-seven; hey. Little Wayne, thirty-nine; Jeezy, forty-four. Also, a couple movies near and dear to my heart: uh, Shaun of the Dead. That Shaun motherfucker premiered fifteen years ago now, man. Oh Remember God. the Titans came out twenty-one years ago, oh. man. So shout out to them, man. Straight up. Shit, also, Talib Kweli, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Legend. bro. Hey, Eddie Guerrero, Birdie Mac, yeah, and Zombieland. Hey, Full Kids Dream of Color. All right, so um, what I was saying uh, with the last of the shout out that the Bulldogs, and this is something that I think everybody should think about is uh, mental positivity and going out with a different mindset um, and then just doing what you can to put yourself on a whole nother level. The people that you're close with now, try to get closer with them, get a, get a stronger bond together and then put yourself in a winner only mindset. Win only mindset, man. Um, oh, winner. Winner. Oh, win man, win only. Charlie Sheen, Tiger Blood, Adonis DNA. Kit, compete compete with everything, y'all. Yeah. Let that let that be your goal. Until next time, guys. Season two premiere, episode one. Yeah. Um, shout out to y'all. See y'all later. Man, hey, like, subscribe, share, comment. Show us love, man, in the comment sections. Do all that shit, man. Cool kids, dream of covers. Kenobi, uh, Kenobi I'm high in this bitch. <laughs>